So y'all heard the news this week, right? Uh, did you narrow that down? No. No, uh, no, I did not. Okay. Well, Kusa is the best of the G5 conferences. We went from worst that's, to best in like three days. I'm so proud of true. us. Well, Look how much we've accomplished. Tech did not well, lose in their last week of the season. They did not lose over conference championship weekend. And suddenly we're in the best conference of the G5s. Well, I didn't No, I didn't hear that. But I could take a song from the often maligned Ready to Rumble movie that came out in 2000 with David Arquette and Scott Kahn, who are two WCW obsessed fans. They had a song they dedicated to their favorite wrestler. And I can just take that song and replace key plot points with Kusa. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Kusa is (laughs) the best conference. It's the bestest, better than all the restest. It's got class. It'll rule ass. It'll rule ass. Kusa. Okay, I may actually have to edit an applause there. I joked about it last week, but it just deserved there. There it goes, right there. Right there. It's the cold open. I think, well, a podcast, one of the worst things about it is it's given me a platform to sing badly. (laughs) The many things that are the worst thing about it. (laughs) Yeah, that that is one of them. Being on watch lists. And and the watch lists you wouldn't expect either. You just show up on random ones now. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) hi everyone and welcome to the go tech please don't die podcast a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying i'm nathan i'm evan i'm matt and tech died in new mexico this week yeah yeah new mexico does it really count (laughs) oh whoa no like they got turquoise and stuff but You ever been in New Mexico? I had a layover very recently in Albuquerque where I did not get off the plane, so I can confidently say yes. Yeah, New Mexico is a I listened to the entirety of Weird Al's Albuquerque. It's like a 12-minute song while I was on the ground. Fun times. The best time I've ever had in New Mexico, in fact. (laughs) The best Weird Al song is uh, Trapped in the Drive-Thru. That one's also also great. Yes. Great song. Um uh, New Mexico is great. I've, I like I've it when there. we talk about songs that I know and not about Dave Matthews, which I don't know. Don't worry. I barely not, ever not. talk about Dave Matthews, to yeah, be fair. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you're not you want to get me started. <laughs> Evan's popping a chub. If you bring up Derek Trucks, he may orgasm. <laughs> oh, man. Derek Trucks guested on. I know. I saw. I saw. <laughs> he did, but it was very good. It was very good. It, long story MSG, short, it was very good. The MSG shows were, were very good. Yeah. Yep. Trump anyway, Shorty New was Mex- there. Yeah, it was great. Anyway. Oh, don't do uh, this. New, New Mexico, Mexico was, also yeah. great. This game, not so great. Yeah, a loss, a 74-65 loss that honestly seems a bit closer than it. You know, you look at the win expectancy and the stat lines and things like that. It's not like Tech got blown out here, but New Mexico was in control pretty much the entire way. Which is frustrating because they were missing one of their best players. Yeah, and it was, I think frustrating was the key word for me watching this game. I mean, it seemed like a lot of what we were trying to do offensively was actually working. Um, we got the ball successfully inside to Daniel Bacho, you know, several times and he just, he just didn't have it. He was missing like point blank layups and stuff. And that's the kind of thing that can happen. So I, I'm not like, I'm de- certainly not blaming him for the loss, but he went two for 11 from the field. And most of those were kind of open looks at the bucket. So um, certainly I, I think he would, admit that it wasn't his best shooting effort so you know if, if 
more of those go in, it's a little bit different of a game. Also, our starting uh, point guard got hurt in the first half, I think, at some point and and kind of played a little bit more, but not at the point. So um, Sean Newman was not able to to really put in that effort that we've seen so far this season because he um, had a had a hurt ankle at some point in the game. Yeah, so Jordan Crawford got a lot of time, so this felt like a game that was brought to you by the law firm of Crawford and Crawford. Isaiah <laughs> Crawford scored 24 points, Jordan with 12, and no one else on this team with over 10 points on the night. Uh, yeah, Bacho struggled a bit, two for 11. I mean, as I, Isaiah Crawford scored 24, which is a big number, but it came on two of 15 from two and three of seven from three. So he scored a lot, but he was also just taking a lot of shots. It felt like the entire offense was moving through him. You know, New Mexico is a good team. Ken Palm has this ranked as an A um, game in their little, you know, is it like a like a quad one, quad two type game? This was one of the few A games we have on our schedule. So obviously you'd love to win this one, but it's not the worst thing to lose a game like this. And early in the season, you know, the, the team – is still kind of figuring out who they are. So I'm not super concerned coming out of this one. Yeah, by the way, the Ken Palm rankings for the tiers, it's they have an A tier and a B tier, and then everybody else. An A tier is a game a, against a top 50 opponent adjusting for the location of the game. And B is the same concept for a top 100 opponent. So Tech being a, I guess that's a, a top 50 opponent was New Mexico. They were ranked 38th and it was on the road. This was going to be a tough game. Right now, Tech at six and two. I mean, we'll get to Nickel State in a second, but they've won the games they're supposed to, and they've lost the two games both on the road against very tough teams in Colorado State and New Mexico, both top fifty schools. Yeah, yeah, and that that was kind of my point. I mean, Ken Palm is uh, ranking Colorado State twenty first and New Mexico thirty eighth. So you know, obviously, again, you want to win those games, but it's kind of like we've won the games we were supposed to win, and we've lost the two that we were supposed to lose so far. So it can't really can't really be too upset with those results, but um, hope the team can kind of put it together here over this next stretch. And New Mexico, after they played Tech, faced off against interstate rival New Mexico or intrastate rival New Mexico State, who they beat one hundred and six to sixty two. That's a conference wow. USA opponent right there. And that may speak a lot to how well tech is expected to do in the conference where New Mexico state's supposed to be towards the bottom of the barrel, but not quite at the very bottom. I say, as I look at our conference rankings and yeah, maybe they are supposed to be the worst team in the conference this year. Yeah. They're the team that had to cancel their entire season last year. Cause there were like some serious hazing, like sexual assault yeah. stuff going on in the locker room. Yeah. Um, so they've got an entirely new coaching staff, probably an entirely new team. Don't quote me on that, but I doubt many people hung around after that. And uh, yeah, so probably going to be a rough year for the Aggies, but um, we'll see. Yeah. And while New Mexico was defeating New Mexico State, Tech was facing off against an interstate team of their own and Nichols State ranked 272 in Ken Palm right now. That was a 68 to 55 win over the Colonels. Yeah, and I think what's interesting here, uh, Sean Newman did not play in this game, uh, still dealing with that injury from the New Mexico game. So starting point guard is out. Tech really seemed to shorten up the bench a little bit. Only eight players got minutes in this game, and Will Allen's only in for five minutes. So the main rotation was the starting group. Henderson slotted in, uh, not at the point, but um, Henderson slotted into sort of Newman's spot in the starting group. 
and every starter played at least 23 minutes and then everybody else was over 30. So that that's a pretty interesting thing jumping off the box score for me here. What did you see, Nathan, in this game that surprised you or didn't surprise you? Yeah, it was Jalen Henderson's first start of the year and he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good passing the eye test uh, when I saw him play against Southern Utah earlier in the month. But I guess they played in December, so a previous month. But I mean, this was a game that Tech controlled. Nickel State, there was a while where they just kind of weren't going away. Truth be told, I was listening to this game on the radio while driving back to the D.C. area from Louisiana, so I didn't get to see this one. But, you know, they were talking on the radio about how Nickel State wasn't going away and they kind of made a run of things and and drew within nine or eight points. But Tech was eventually able to put them away and put this game well out of reach. And again, they won by 13, 68-55. The thing that I'm curious about, though, is that it feels like in the past, regardless if it was Mike White or Conkle, is that we it felt like every game we used our bench the same. It was either we have a team where we go deep in the bench or we don't. And I'm always going to exclude the non-division one opponents, but it felt like this year we've had some games against normal basketball teams where we just don't play anyone off the bench. And then other games where we play everyone off the bench. And I'm not sure if there's a rhyme or reason to that. I know Sean Newman was hurt, so that explains some of this, but you would expect that to be a game where if he's not playing, you have more people coming off the bench to make up for his absence. And instead we only had like you said, Evan, eight players total log minutes and Will Allen with only five. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And I wonder if that was a matchup thing or just, a, you know, an injury um, thing. I, I'm curious how Jordan Crawford didn't get any minutes in this game. I actually I didn't get to watch this game either. Um, I was yeah, doing, 13 minutes. I was doing. Yeah, but I mean, with with Newman out, I'd expect him oh. to kind of be the starting point guard, I guess. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean, it's it's curious here. But I mean, if you talk about performances like Bacho gets the MVP from Ken Palm. He had 14 points and 15 rebounds. You'll take that all day from your big man, right? Um, yeah. Isaiah Crawford with only 11 points, but he had seven assists. And I think really the the good number here uh, for me, only 12 turnovers in the game for Tech, um, seven steals for them as well. So that's good. And I mean, honestly, I'm a little surprised that Talik Chavez didn't get the MVP from Ken Palm. He had 20 points went five for 13 from three every shot that he made was either a three-pointer or a free throw um so nice to see him getting i mean five for 13 is not a high percentage by any stretch but it's uh it's nice to see some three-pointers falling um he was he and then devin ree the the louisville transfer were he you know he came in and had uh had 15 points off the bench in his 22 minutes of action. So it's really nice to see him getting active here early. And yeah, I mean, just a a pretty good performance across the board. You're getting 32 minutes from Henderson and only two points. That's a little rough. And I think, I think he can be better than that, but um, love what I'm seeing from Chavez and uh, especially Devin Ree, that kind of rotational depth piece. We weren't sure was going to be ready this year. It, It looks like maybe he'll be a contributor in conference play. Yeah, Bree has the highest offensive rating, a Ken Palm stat of anyone on this team. You mentioned Chavez. He, it's it's Ree then Chavez then Bacho in terms of that offensive rating. Even though Bacho gets Ken Palm's MVP, so yeah, this this was a a decent game. This was a nice tune up game out of conference against a team that you're supposed to beat, and they beat them. There's not really too much to complain about here. The team has looked good against those bad teams, and Conference USA has a few of those bad teams, and so I feel pretty good about not having that 
to jump back to football, the Skip Holtz era, like baffling conference loss. We haven't really seen <laughs> that from this team yet where we'll have that kind of what the hell were we doing against this drastically worse team? We haven't seen that yet in any of these games. And that makes me optimistic moving into actual conference play. Although that doesn't start until I believe after the new year. Yeah. January 6th. Yeah. It, this next little stretch here, the the sort of end of non-conference play will be really interesting. Um, we've got a game against SFA, which will come out or that the episode will come out after that game, but we're recording before it. Um, so Nathan, you can edit this how you choose. So obviously we won that game or, oh man, we lost, uh, but <laughs> we don't know. Um, but then ULL this Saturday, they're ranked 172 in Ken Palm. Then a couple of sub 200 games um, home against Southeastern away at St. Louis, which St. Louis is ranked 218. That's I thought they were sort of historically better than that. But then two more road games against Seattle, who's 140 in Ken Palm, and then Grand Canyon, who's 80. And I believe they were a, a tournament team last year, if I'm not mistaken. So that's kind of like a really tough stretch there. Three straight road games, St. Louis, Seattle, and Grand Canyon. So we'll we'll get a little bit more information about our team and how they can perform um, with some of those games. Because it, it feels like, you know, we really haven't had too many close ranked opponents. McNeese is right above us in Ken Palm, and we beat them pretty soundly at home. But other than that, I mean, the two losses are to much higher ranked opponents, and then most of our wins are to much lower ranked opponents. So you're you're right, Nathan. It's like, at least we're taking care of business, and we look competitive for stretches of the games against better teams. But it'll be really interesting to see how we can perform this week and then uh, throughout the rest of December. Yeah, especially against teams like SFA and ULL that we have history against. I mean, these are not conference rivals, but as close as we get to to out of conference rivals as we have in basketball. Um, Stephen F. Austin has been historically great over these past, at least in the past, I guess, decade. They've been great. And ULL is just a team that we recruit against conference aside. It's a team you you hate to lose to regardless of which court you're playing at and, and who's better than who in what year. I mean, they are ranked 172 right now, and Tech is 94th. This should be a game that Tech wins. Do we play down to their level because of rivalry things, or do they play up to ours, or are they just a better team than they've looked so far? All kind of questions we'll have to answer on Saturday. I do want to mention, I mean, this is skipping ahead a bit, because St. Louis isn't until isn't for another couple weeks. Did y'all know they used to be in Kusa? I did uh, not know that. Up until 2005. I was pulling oh. up their historic records because you mentioned, yeah, they won the A-10 back in 2012 and have had quite a few 2021, 20, 23 win seasons over the past few years. But yeah, they were in Kusa along with teams <laughs> like DePaul and Marquette. In wow. Lane. I had no idea. No, I, I mean, no. I knew Tulane, but not, had no idea that the Billy works. What does that mean? I don't know, but they Is have like, like a, a devil blue thing? devil. Yeah. Billiken. It's a mythical good luck figure who represents, quote, things as they ought to be. Uh, okay. All right. Well, what? we can look into that in a couple weeks when we play them. I guess so. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's not really a big point in us previewing the SFA game since it's happening before the episode comes out. But, uh, I so don't either know. hooray, we won, or boo, we lost. I don't hooray. know if you made that joke, what? but. Yeah. 
What do you guys think? Are we going to – they're ranked 105. We're 94 in Ken Palm. Right now it's predicting a 72 to 69 loss. We have a 42% chance to win. What do you guys think? Without like full preview here, what's your gut telling you? We got this on the road or, or are we going to drop this one? We're going to win it all. 10-0 okay. every week? No, 34-0 and 0 national champions. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually think we lose this one. We may be the better team. I think it will be a close game. Uh, I mean, Colorado State and New Mexico were close, but not really. I think this is a it goes down to foul shots at the end kind of game. And although we've been slightly above average, we've had some poor free throw shooting nights, and I think that might be our downfall here. SFA is a good team. We're also a good team. It being on their court matters a lot, and I think that's enough to sway the things, uh, just sway everything into the Lumberjacks' favor. I think we got it. Okay. I think, yeah. I think we got it. Um, yeah. Yeah. S- SFA is a pretty decent team, but um, I don't know what they're, who they've played, but I just think we got it. I'll just leave it there. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. The game, if you're looking to watch the replay is on ESPN plus. So if you want to, if you miss the game and want to recatch it, it's on ESPN plus. That's one of the nice things about them. Uh, SFA has lost to Tarleton state though. So that's fun at home. They beat the shit out of Drake though. That is true. But Tarleton wow. State. The day before that. That's interesting. I just hate Tarleton State because they also have a state with a T in front of it. And I think that they should get sued to oblivion. <laughs> Some people want them to be a, a new member of Conference USA. Not me. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so let's let's look at this ULL game a little bit closer since, you know, that's happening after we record so we can actually... <laughs> talk about it yeah the raging cajuns so far this year are five and three the three losses are to toledo number 126 Wright state number 129 and samford number 131 uh they've won the other games that have all been ranked lower than that including you know non-division one opponents like louisiana christian and pineville and loyola of louisiana i believe that's in new orleans uh then they've also beaten long beach state which is 138th buffalo that's 338 and beat Youngstown State to open the season, and they are 150. Uh, those were all either home or neutral games that they played that they won in. The two away games, the, the two true away games, are Toledo and Sanford, both losses. So they will travel to Ruston to play Louisiana Tech and try to get their first road win of the season, and I hope we vehemently deny them of that opportunity. You know what? I agree. I also hope Yeah, I'm not that. sure why I phrased it like that. Like, of course, <laughs> this is a Louisiana Tech podcast. Of course I'm rooting for us to beat our rival in state. Oh, Prater. Yeah, I mean, um, just looking at this team, you know, metrics-wise, they're they're pretty decent offensively, it looks like. You know, just about the bottom of the top third of college basketball. So they're right around 100 in effective field goal percentage, 89th in terms of getting rebounds. They're... 116 and 118 and three point and two point percentage respectively so uh, it looks like they can score some points and yeah i mean defensively there's a couple of things that uh stand out here they're allowing a really high effective field goal uh percentage in their opponents and they give up a ton of offensive rebounds so i'm looking for daniel bacho inside uh getting a lot of putback opportunities here um against this defense yeah, you mentioned the the effective field goal percentage. Most of that is coming from the two-point defense. 355th ranking in two-point defense. How many teams are there? 362 teams, so 7th or 8th worst in two-point defense. That said, their three-point defense is 12th best. <laughs> wow. 
I mean, that's the kind of early season shenanigans you see with stats where I imagine both those numbers will kind of head towards the mean as the season goes on. But this is a game for Tech to try to drive in the lane against. They are not getting defensive rebounds. They are not able to defend the short twos. Get the ball to Bacho, get the ball to Isaiah, and just score the easy twos. And I feel pretty confident about this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think um, I think Bacho inside, like I said, should be able to have um, some pretty good stats in this game. Looking at their five, um, they've got a guy named Hosanna Katinge. Uh, he is six foot eight, two seventy. Uh, Bacho six eleven, and maybe I don't know, maybe two fifty. I'm not sure, but uh, he he should have a significant height advantage there. And then their their other guy that gets some minutes is also six eight. So. Yeah, is there anybody else though that we should look out for in terms of players on their team? Yeah, their most popular guy, the guy who handles the ball the most. It's a name we haven't heard since last year, Kobe. But this is Kobe Julian, spelled with a K, like you know, most people whose name is Kobe. This guy <laughs> is playing 77% of the time on the floor, so just over three quarters of the time he's on the court. Uh he's hitting quite a few of his shots in the top, you know, 60, 70 percentage of shooters. Nothing otherworldly here. I mean, he's a very good free throw shooter on top of that, but he's just a guy you will hear his name called a lot if you're listening to, especially the radio call where they say the players' names more. Uh, him or Themis, Temis Falks, um, a six foot one junior. Uh, this guy is more of a assister. He doesn't take too many shots. He gets the ball in the hands of people like Kobe to take shots. So yeah, I mean, th- this is a team that. I don't have a follow-up to the rest of that sentence. I thought I, would, uh, I thought it would come to me. I thought I would have something by the end of that sentence, but I just didn't. There's a guy named Michael Thomas, though, and that's been stealing yeah. a lot of my energy. It's just that there's a guy named Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas, of course, He's been injured stealing a lot of, for the Saints. Stealing so. a lot of the Saints' money. Yeah. Who isn't at this rate? Uh, yeah, that team sucks. <laughs> they, they did almost come back, though. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Despite they are very giving up 21 points in six and a half fucking minutes. Anyway. Anyway, this is a, a middle of the pack division one opponent. I think it may be closer because it's a rival, even though it's at home. I think this is a win. Ken Palm right now has this as a 73 to 64 win, 78% chance to beat the Ragin Cajuns. And I think that sounds about right. I mean, a nine point victory kind of goes in line with what we played against Colorado state and New Mexico. They're that like, not quite a tier above us, but maybe like a half tier above us. And I think we're a half tier above ULL right now. Yeah, definitely. The Cajuns were picked uh fifth in Sunbelt this season. I think we were picked second or third in conference USA. I don't remember, but um, I think you're right though, Nathan. I mean, they haven't looked good against teams that are, sort of low 100 so samford wright state and toledo are all between 126 and 131 we're at 94 so i i think that and those are the three games they've lost sorry the toledo wright state and samford so i i think that a nine point victory at home is definitely within the realm of possibility i'd i'd love to see it even more more points you know kind of a kind of a you know 90 to 65 type of game that would be great by the way we were picked fourth and the wow. preseason poll Liberty is number one, which makes sense. They have money. And also, I mean, right now they are ranked 61 in Ken Baum. Again, tech is 94. Then second place. They have middle Tennessee who is currently ranked in Ken Palm 229th after losing wow. to such teams as Western Carolina, UAB, 
Illinois, Chicago, Ohio, and Wofford. Wofford? Wofford. Wofford. I'm saying Wofford. It's a dog. It goes woof. It's Wofford. <laughs> uh, my, my boss's son in South Carolina went to Wofford. I have a friend up uh, here who also went there, but I just apparently never learned how to pronounce the word pronounce. Wofford. <laughs> so, yeah. And then after that was Western Kentucky, I believe, on this poll. Yeah. Western Kentucky, then Tech. Western Kentucky right now is 177th ranked in Ken Palm. Evan and I keep logging each other out of those Ken Palm yep. rankings. <laughs> Wichita State, Canisius. Canisius? What? What? Canisius. C-A-N-I-S-I-U-S. Canisius, the Golden Griffins, you know, from Buffalo, New York. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Emperor? It sounds Roman to me. Let me Google this. The Golden Griffins is kind of a cool name. Oh, yeah. So the- Theodorich Canisius was a Jesuit academic and half-brother of St. Peter Canisius. They were 16th century Jesuit um, scholars. But how were they at basketball? <laughs> the friars could throw down, bro. Come yeah. on. Come on, Providence. Friars? Yeah. Oh. They're Jesuits. Like, like SpongeBob? Uh, <laughs> rev up the... What? <laughs> <laughs> about those friars. <laughs> I had to think about that for a long, for a long minute, dude. <laughs> dude, if Providence fans do not say "rev up those friars," oh my god! If we ever become Providence fans, fans, that's the name of our blog. That's what I want to even out Kusa now that we added De- uh, Delaware. I almost said Denmark. We should also add Denmark, but after Delaware, we should add Providence, just so we can say "rev up those friars." <laughs> A hundred percent worth it. Who cares about all the other yeah. dominoes at play here? Oh, I want to add Denmark. Conference. <laughs> yeah. What does Denmark bring in terms of the travel budget there? That's what I want to know. Well, the current GDP of Denmark is $398 billion. So oh. I imagine that's quite a bit. This yeah. is so dumb. Yeah, anyway. How did we even get here? I don't even know. <laughs> Let's go over to women's oops because we're having too good of a time. Uh, how did the lady texters do this week, Evan? Not good. Uh, End um, of story. Yeah. Two yeah, losses. No. And who needs to dwell on them any further? Yeah. They, they got pretty much embarrassed at home by ULM. Never liked to see that. Lost 60 to 52. And then it seemed like they played okay on the road at Vanderbilt um, up there in Nashville. They lost 71 to 63, but Anyway, you slice it, two losses in two games is uh, not a very good week. So I would hope they turn it around this week when they play at Arkansas, who's number 44 in Massey. We have an 8% chance to win that game. Or at Arkansas State, number 212, and it's giving us a 56% chance to win that game. But, I mean, I think there's a pretty significant chance we're 2-8 and eight at the end of this week and the two games that we won were the first two against yeah. LSUA and Louisiana Christian and a six game losing streak right now, heading into Arkansas. That's yeah, not exactly the best place to try to kill that streak. Arkansas state is ranked around where we are. They're two twelve or two fifteen, but that being a road game does us no favors. So yeah, I'm trying to think it's not until I guess Alcorn state on the 16th that I think we have a truly we better win this or so help me kind of game um, because yeah. SMU is is next Thursday. So, I mean, I mean, I, the good news with the texters is that the only thing that really matters is conference play and looking at the Massey ratings of conference teams right now, MTSU is the clear cream of the crop. They're 62nd. 
Um, Liberty's 128, and then everybody else is pretty much down around where we are. Western Kentucky's 122 as well, but just got to get hot at the right time, and now's not the right time anyway, so I guess if you're going to go on a (laughs) six-game losing streak, it might as well be now, right? I I don't know. Yeah, textures are very, very bad. Off to a very bad start. Probably not going to get any better. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know what to make of them at this time, uh, and I don't think we're going to learn much from this Arkansas game on the on Thursday, but Arkansas State's a similarly ranked team. It's on the road, but you got to hope to break that losing streak. So we have those two games against the Arkansas schools, Arkansas and Arkansas State. Uh, Arkansas, again, that 8% chance to win. Arkansas State is just over a coin flip. Meanwhile, on the men's side of the ball, uh, we have Stephen F. Austin, which, again, will have happened by the time we release this episode, but we don't know what the result is now, and ULL. Uh, SFA were predicted to lose ULL were predicted to win. So if you go just straight off of those, it's a two and two week. Do we think that that's how this week goes? Are we feeling better now that we know we belong to the number one conference in, in football, or I guess not in all of football, but you know, the number six conference, maybe the number five conference. He may have jumped the ACC. Who knows? Yeah. Obviously I can tell you this. Oregon is going to beat the fucking brakes off of Liberty. Oregon is going to destroy. I heard Liberty. Bro Nix is going to play too, which is kind of wild. But no, no Bix. You get it? <laughs> I switched. The, I switched the letters because he can't oh. find his lighter. <laughs> no Bix. Can't find his cheap pens. Yeah, I'm trying to. Think, I'm trying to think of a good way. Like Oregon <laughs> and Washington played, and their quarter Washington's quarterback is Penix. And the other guy is Nix. So are they both sponsored we, by Elon Musk? X X hash A twelve. No, I have I have no idea. But uh, anyway, uh, what do we? Uh, what did someone ask the question? How do we think we fare in these games, record wise? Yes, both men's and women's. Uh, the women suck, so I don't think they're going to win shit. Um, I think the guys are going to sweep. Sweep. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go two two men's wins, and I will pick the Lady Texters to break the uh, losing streak on Saturday. So three and one, uh, only loss being that Arkansas game. Yeah, I think it's a two and two week. One men's win, one women's win. The men beating ULL and the women beating Arkansas State. I mean, that's kind of how the predictors go right now. So that's not exactly a creative answer, but that's kind of just that's that almost feels optimistic from the women. I can definitely see them losing to Arkansas State. Unless things oh, start yeah. to change, but I, I'm really hoping that this this losing streak just is because some of the teams they've played have been actually pretty good. Top 100 schools. I mean, you take out Maine and ULM from that, and you go, okay, that makes sense. But you add back in Maine, who's not very good, but ULM only has one loss, so maybe ULM is just a world beater. So it's it's possible this team isn't quite as bad as we think it is, but they are not beating Arkansas this week. I know that. Uh, so. Hopefully on Saturday they're able to get that one win on the week and and the week two and two for the Louisiana Tech program. All right, and that brings us to the end of the show. And the first thing we do at the end of the show is talk about the tweet of the week. Last week we gave it to ourselves. This week we won't. Evan, what's this week's tweet of the week? Fuck it, I'm going rogue. I'm giving it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> this week's tweet of the week is going to go to our old friend at Charmillionaire. Because uh, he Char- really needs it, apparently. Yeah, Shardog. Uh, it, hopefully this will lift his spirits a little bit. Um, he tweeted, hashtag new profile pic, and it is a sad, very sad looking Char- Charmander uh, who is um, 
his lighting a bong with his tail. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say. Lighting a lighting a, like pipe. a pipe. Yeah. Lighting a pipe with his tail, yeah. And uh and then I I responded and just said Dave and he said, Buddy, you try losing to Navy. <laughs> yeah, the replies to this one are great. I mean, Dave, <laughs> a UAB <laughs> fan, explains the Charmander. Uh if you are new to the show, uh, been a long time just fun bantered back and forth with him i think he's been on yeah. the show before too uh back when uab was in conference usa he was great to have around and you know just because they made it to the other side the grass isn't always greener although it is for most of the teams that are over there um yeah the the replies to this are pretty great including just like another uab account going sure what the actual actually what the hell let me live my life dad is the excuse <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is yeah. this is it. This is the tweet. This is the tweet of the week. Yeah, it's yes, always it nice is. to see UAB fans sad, even if it's uh, even if it's our friends. <laughs> they're right. They're right there with us in sadness. Yeah, I think there, there's probably there's got to be like a German word for that feeling of like being happy but also sad that your friends are also sad because it means that you're not sad alone. It feels like there's a German word for it. Happy, but, but also sad. Keep going. But also, <laughs> this is the end of the show. So I'm just going to stop talking Hold and go there. right. Being, being happy, but also sad because what? Because your friend is sad, but that makes you sad because your friend is sad, but it also makes you happy because you're not sad alone. Makes you happy. Yeah, I have an app for this. <laughs> a German <laughs> word combinator. Uh, German. Okay. There's a uh, word for that loosely translates as compassion, but carries the sense of suffering with it. It's like it needs more like Schadenfreude in there. Is what what my feeling is. No, I think I, I think I think I got something. Okay. Uh, I mean, God, this is a mouthful. No wonder Hitler was so angry. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay but i want to isolate that oh no okay. just play yeah. after every tech football game so there is oh, a, no. a water is such a bitter man language is too hard so the uh there is a phrase for this i got it right here okay. all right mit einem laschenden und einem weinenden Ausch. Sein. Uh, which means see with a laughing and a crying eye. Yeah, actually. Okay. What? German did not let one me more. down. What the one fuck more time, just folks. Yes, please, please. <laughs> one more time, folks. Uh, and I had a I had a professor at La Tech, uh, Doctor T, who told me that when she was studying Mr. T with his doctorate degree. <laughs> I pity the Annals History School of Thought, fool. Um, <laughs> that's an incredibly esoteric joke. Yeah. Uh, Dr. I'm, told I'm me the that, only person that listens to this show that will understand that joke. Uh, Dr. T told me she studied German as her, as her language to get her PhD and said it was a language of anger. So every time I read it, I think about anger or Arnold Schwarzenegger. But uh, So one more time, the German word for happy but sad that your friends are sad but happy that you're not alone we're going with with uh, mit einem lachenden und einem winnenden ausscheiden 
I don't know how you're sounding so much like the former governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. All righty. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our Instagram, gtpdd.dog, or our blog, gtpdd.dog. Just type that right into that top bar of your favorite internet browser to head to our blog where we have some blog posts, you know, from earlier in the season before we gave up all the hope or hit that shop button or just type in gtpdd.dog slash shop to view the December merch of the month, which may look a little familiar. Uh, a while, a few months back, we tried to launch some beer glasses. They ended up being a little more expensive than we liked because of how much it costs to make. And so these are slightly different. They're can shaped beer glasses. Or we have one design out as the tech bulldog on it. $20 right now in the month of December to have it shipped to your door 25 after December. So if that speaks, that's peaks your interest. That's what I'm looking for. If that peaks your interest, go ahead and buy it now before you forget and buy one or two others for the people in your life that also like tech things for Christmas, because it's the time of year where it's after black Friday. So you can start thinking about what you're buying for other people. GTP dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. But the internship caused him not to come to Mardi Gras with us. That's true. That's the real travesty. Yeah. Because then he couldn't come down to Mardi Gras and watch frat guys get smoke crack. Friendly frat guys, mind you, very friendly. Still, top five most baffling things to happen to me in my yeah. life. Yeah, that because <laughs> they asked Evan, dudes lighten up a crack pipe <laughs> in front of me and Matt. <laughs> frat bros too, in pastel shorts and button up polo shirts. Very, very friendly. <laughs> weren't weren't rude at all. They said, "Hey, man, you local?" And then Evan gave them some directions and like, "Cool, man, you cool if we stay here for for a minute?" And uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. sure. And then he's like, "Should we just do it here?" And we're like, "Huh." And then he just pulled out crack pipes <laughs> and started smoking crack. <laughs> but they were so courteous. They didn't ask us if we yeah, wanted was... any or tried to force it on us. Didn't even smoke it in our direction. I mean, crack's expensive. Did you really expect them to offer you any? Given the pastel shorts, I'd say that they were uh, getting plenty of allowance money from back home. Okay, so oh, Tulane students. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but that was a, that was a crazy time. It was the best time, better than all the rest time. I think that's a button. I don't know the songs well enough to know if you're referencing the song you referenced earlier or not. It was. It was. Okay. It's, uh, it's a callback. It's kind of like a musical. You could just bring back the same melody. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like every every show eventually runs into that episode if they go on long enough for the entire episode of the musical. Maybe that's this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.